This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me? Whatever. Make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Shaper. My boy's wicked smart. This is Happer and Shaper. Just obliterates the guy in a peelback block. I mean, he knocked him from here to Sunday. Welcome in. Happy Friday. Sapper and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Connor. How are you? Uh, not bad. Uh, we're at the end of the week. It's going to be the fastest hour in sports talk mm-hmm. at 10 a.m., mm-hmm. which is brought to us by Allo. Mm-hmm. Chris Bassnett's going to join. You guys are going to argue on air. I'll just sit back and maybe put my feet up a yeah, little bit. What, what might we argue I'll, about I'll today? See if I can throw in some sort of comment yeah. that, that so, can tip the scales a little, little bit. A little grenade. Yeah. I, I feel like that's one of the skills that I'm pretty good at amongst my actual friends of basically just like lobbing something in and then slowly sneaking out and watching watching it you know go mm-hmm. so well, we'll see what i can do today okay. about interesting Let's see if we <laughs> see what we can get going there you seem less enthusiastic about it than i am oh i'm always excited to argue with baz whatever uh whatever comes up i'd be i'd be happy to yell at him for Five minutes or whatever it might take. All right, so he will join the show, Chris Bazin, in the 10 o'clock hour. We'll have Max Olson, of course, to preview the weekend in college football at 930, but also talk about the college football playoff rankings, uh, where we are at with those, um, and what the kind of path is for some of these other teams 
to make the playoffs. Coaching search. I think we spent the entire interview last week on coaching search, which is pretty funny for the final week of October. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, when you and remember, I even threw in a Gary Patterson question, and then like that came out on Monday. Fired. And, yeah. So uh, or I, resigned. Whatever. <laughs> separation agreement. Separation agreement. <laughs> so you got fired. That's in there. It's okay. We could say it. Uh, all right, so let's. Here's something that we didn't get through yesterday um, that I wanted to get to. We just kind of ran out of time for. So it, it every, I, probably everybody talked about it yesterday, but the Dirk Chatlin story about all the stats that make Nebraska incredibly outlierish in college football. So basically, we went through all these things: offense, defense, special teams. Um, these margins that Nebraska is kind of dealing with, how they don't translate yards into points, and and all this stuff, and and we, we all know that that's kind of true. Um, not kind of true; it's definitely true. So, um, there's this there's this luck rating that apparently exists. So I'll just read you this kind of excerpt here. Entering November, Northern Illinois ranks first, two and a half more wins than expected. Ohio State ranks 129th, minus 1.7. Or I'm sorry, Ohio ranks 129th, minus 1.7 wins. Everyone's clustered pretty tightly, so they're within a four-win kind of range, range yeah. there. Except Nebraska. The Huskers' luck rating is dead last nationally, minus 2.7. That's a full win less than anybody else. It is the worst luck rating since Notre Dame's minus 3.3 in 2016. Of college football's 647 teams the past five seasons, none has had a worse luck rate than Nebraska in 2021, but it gets worse. Notre Dame played 12 games that year. The Huskers have only played nine. So per game, only one FBS team since 2003, when the database began, compares to Nebraska's minus .3 per game average. That was 2015 Georgia Tech, who ended up being minus 3.6 on the year. Um, according to the team rankings guru, eye contact, this is from Dirk, is statistically too similar to separate from Nebraska's. In plain English, this is what it means. In 19 years, roughly 2,500 FBS teams completed a football season. None statistically underachieved more than Nebraska has so far in 2021, at least not in relationship to its performance level. So when you said 2016 Notre Dame, I instantly knew which team that was. They went four and eight, and then since have been pretty much perennial playoff right. contenders. So th this is this has kind of been the story. We, we've touched on this many times before, just over the last basically like five years, I suppose. So there's this thing that happens to Nebraska every year, and it usually shows up pretty well in the preseason analytics, like the predictive stuff. So what they you know you you could go back and read every version of Phil Steele's magazine over the last five years and here's what it'll say Nebraska was really horrible in the luck factor last year and that that basically encapsulates a lot of things which is, I mean most notably I think turnover margin you know how many turnovers are you getting um, how many are you losing how many of them are kind of fluky fumbles or weird kind of fluky yeah. plays they tend to bounce kind of back and forth back and forth from year to year it evens out over a long period of time like we're dealing with here five years the thing with Nebraska is that it has never evened out it just hasn't they've been a bad luck team for 
for as long as we – I mean, for two coaching staffs now, they've been a bad luck team, um, which points to – so you can read this story. It's really, really interesting, and I've seen, I've seen conversations following it that have been like – so we have two people reading this story. One person's like, look – Look at this. It's going to turn. Frost is right. They're close. And then another person on the other side is like, actually, no, that's not what that means. What they're saying is, it's been like this for a long time. It's not turning. After a certain amount of time, it's just a trend. It's just who you are. Uh, we've had Wet Blanket been texting into the show for the last two years, tell, like when I talk about 50-50 games. And he's like, Happer, they're not 50-50 games if they just keep losing them. And I, like eventually I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's, that's actually correct. <laughs> You're right. Nebraska has this unbelievable, uncanny, and, and really unique trend in college football. It's, it's truly unique where they don't bounce back from things that, from teams, you know, when com- in comparison to teams that statistically just do. Iowa goes seven and six one year because they're around zero in the turnover mar- the turnover margin, and it just looks really weird for them. And the next year, all of a sudden, it's November and they're undefeated again, and their turnover margin is plus thirty seven. Or- <laughs> right? I'd like that's barely an exaggeration. It's barely an exaggeration. But here's How many the thing times about did they play Maryland. Here's year. the thing about Iowa. They're opportunistic, right? Yeah. Their defenses make those plays. Nebraska, I think the Oklahoma game is a really great example of this and I, and I go back to it occasionally. Nebraska has a, Nebraska is playing a team like Oklahoma this week even though they're not as big of a favorite or underdog as they were against Oklahoma. Oklahoma you play well enough um, in theory, to kind of win that game, or you at least dictated the terms, right? You had, you had what it took that day to win that game. But when presented with the opportunity three times in that game to intercept Spencer Rattler's passes, Nebraska let them fall to the turf. Yeah, and they were tough plays. The Braxton Clark one going deep. There was a, there was a Cam Taylor Britt one where it looked like he might have been able to like take it back, like. Those balls just fell to the turf, and they ended up being nothing. So then we ended up flatlining on that entire game. It ended up being nothing. Nebraska could have and should have, if they were a normal team, won that game. They didn't make those plays. So what is that? Is that luck? Or is that just not doing it? I tend to think it's just not doing it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, it's so... It's so hard to parse through this stuff, which is is ultimately what you're getting at. I mean, I tend to think Nebraska underachieves, and then you get these sort of results. So I was looking at Notre Dame's 2016 schedule. They had seven one-loss losses, or one-score losses, mm-hmm. um, one in overtime, most of them in regular – the rest of them in regulation, and then their season finished with like a 12-point loss to USC, I think. And so um, – you know, one score losses is definitely part of that. It, 
the the problem I have with Nebraska is it's just a different thing every week. Like mm-hmm. there's no the the issue I sort of have even with them as losers is that it you can't even bank on one thing being available to you each week. Like they're just a they're a slightly different team every time they take the field. And I don't understand why they can't find any level of consistency anywhere, whether it's in special teams, which were a tire fire to now, you know, other than some concern with your field goal kicker, whoever that's going to be, the punting is fine now. For the most part, you've solved kickoffs. Your kick return uh, defense and your punt return defense have gotten better as the people who are tasked with putting the ball on the air and both of those have done better with their jobs. So that simplifies that. Punt return, you replace Cam Taylor Britt. They haven't fumbled a punt right. since the fourth game of the season. They've actually taken taken a couple punts returning. Yeah, they just had a <laughs> they had an eleven on. yard return. Oh no. Um which is three off of your guess of 14 for a couple of weeks ago. Is that right? I, uh, it might have been the other way. They might have taken it for 14, and, it, and I guess a le- or something like There's that. There's somewhere in there, but yeah. those are the two numbers I have in my yeah. head. So, it, it like, it feels like as some things have improved, other things have receded fairly hard. The defense, I don't think, is nearly as good at getting off the field as they were in the middle third of the season. So and the I, offense is just sort of all over the freaking place. Here's here I don't want to make this like the case for like keeping Scott Frost or the case for like Scott Frost isn't, you know, part of this. But the thing that is maybe most confusing about it for me is that this is oh, the the luck kind of factor here or you know whatever that adds up to and it doesn't have to be just statistically numbers wise like you could see it when Nebraska plays in the field that's over multiple coaching staffs that that, I mean that's that's not just the last three years yeah that's that's not just this year I wouldn't tie it particularly hard to Scott Frost I mean I would tie it to all sorts of things where it's basically just a program that's largely been downtrodden has not been able to dig out of a hole has not played well in tight situations hasn't put teams away when given the opportunity lacks certain pieces on both sides of the ball that help you put teams away whether that's a running game that you can go to in the fourth quarter that keeps the other team off the field whether that's a defensive line that creates havoc that when teams have to come back on you, it's hard because as when this is a case when Nebraska has to score a touchdown yeah. with a minute left, there are defenders in the quarterback's face every time. That's not true when Nebraska is the one with the lead and Aiden O'Connell is driving down the field as the third string walk on quarterback in twenty nineteen. Yeah. You know, so there's they they just lack certain parts of their team and they have well they basically for just, several years they basically now. just make it really hard on themselves yeah. I mean, uh, well, they, they, they their margin for winning is like already already small pretty small and there's certain things that they have to do to get there and when you start to slowly recede some of those things mm-hmm. it puts them into uh it puts them underwater so to speak and then it's really hard to get back above surface and so they're sitting there and they try to you know tread water and slowly you lose the energy, and then all of a sudden you're underwater and the game is over. Right. And, I mean, that's just sort of where they're at. Like, if you're Scott Frost, you're reading this, and you're like, and, and you are reading it. If you're Scott, if you're Scott Frost, you're like, well, well you're not 0-6. I don't know. Take a look. We, we just need to make a play. We just need to win one. And, and that's where I, like, I, I get it from his standpoint. Yeah. 
but also at the same time, it just it just hasn't happened I, for whatever reason. Whether that's mental, whether that's I, like I don't know. It's yeah. it. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. It all goes back to the sort of discussion that we have, where he talks about that they need something to happen for him, and it it's harder for me to accept that they're a bad luck team when the losses to to teams like Illinois and Minnesota and Purdue, they don't feel like luck. Absolutely. They not. feel like Nebraska's played down and they played bad. Right. Michigan State, that feels like luck. You know, that feels like you're under a bad but, sign. But even I mean, and those are the games that I the the Purdue's and the Minnesotas and the Illinois, those are the games that are the biggest kind of black eye yeah, in this thing because for me. they're the ones that you need to win so then we can talk about the other ones as to how do you get over the hump. But even in those games, for how poorly they play, they still have chances to make those plays and get over the hump and win them. And they and and once again, just as it is in the big games, they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it, it is an issue that they seemingly don't show up to these games or the mentality is different when they're, you know, seven point favorites compared to seven point underdogs. I, I, I don't know how to describe that. But even if you play it out again, you know, there's th- <laughs> I, in, for a normal team, there's three, four, five times where Nebraska actually just makes enough plays to get mm-hmm. out of there with a win. It's called winning ugly. It's something that Nebraska doesn't do. They just lose. Nebraska doesn't win ugly. They they just lose. Yeah. Nebraska loses pretty a lot. Whatever that means. Okay, so what would their last like ugly win be? Would Rutgers count as an ugly win? Maybe you turned it over four times. Um Penn State, I don't know that I would count that as an ugly win, though the second half was not good. I mean all their wins all their wins this year are not good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that also skews things too, right? Like some of the some of the Nebraska's a top twenty team on offense and defense is skewed by what they did in the three games of Fordham, Buffalo, and Northwestern. Like those feel like significant outliers in a lot of ways. Yeah. But um, I, I'm trying to go back. So Maryland wasn't an ugly win in 2019. Northwestern was an ugly win, and Illinois was an ugly win. There you go. South Alabama was an ugly win. Uh, so their wins, year. their their wins last year were um, Penn State, Purdue, and Rutgers. Yeah, Purdue I didn't think was an ugly win. No. Rutgers you could classify, and I don't, I wouldn't count Penn State as an ugly win, but that's just you, you know, people can go that way if they want. Twenty nineteen South Alabama, yeah, that would qualify. I think Northern Illinois wouldn't. Illinois wouldn't. Ye- I don't think either. You don't think so? I don't think so. I even though you had to come back, even though from they behind. had to, even though they had to come back, like they played. I mean they they played pretty well in order to do. Maybe it was it was tail. Okay, I, I might see that one. Some of it's hard because they did a bunch of really stupid stuff in that game, <laughs> right. and they won anyway. So it's, I guess it's. We probably need a more like baseline definition of what an ugly win is. And then in 2018, I mean, all their wins were pretty convincing. Yeah, with the even Michigan of, State, I wouldn't count yeah. as an ugly win. So this this is I don't know what we count there. Probably three or four times. Yeah, Northwestern for sure, 2019. Yeah. Um, Rutgers of let's just say Rutgers 2020. Okay. Uh, and then do you want to include Illinois, South Alabama 2020 or 2019? 2019, yeah. 
So three at least, and they were made... basically all in 2019, which is interesting because if you do the math, like if they if they don't make the plays, like they haven't kind of been this year. There's like a way. There's a world where they go like two and ten in 2019, yeah. and there's a world where they go like eight and four. <laughs> right. At 29, like as bad as this year feels, 2019 was a team where I really felt like Nebraska blew a lot in that season. Oh, totally. I mean, they're I mean, Colorado, you blew a game there. Purdue, you blew a game there. Iowa, you have the ball and a chance to win. Indiana, you're Indiana, up, you're up 14 to three. Um, yeah. Those are the 2019. Iowa is one of the, the worst things. One of the biggest travesties to humankind. Yeah. So if, even if you just split those, you're seven and right. you're seven and five. But also their wins were. They had a big win against Maryland. They beat Northwestern by the tip of somebody's finger. <laughs> Who? I, and the toe of Lane McCallum. Didn't they look back and it was like somebody actually tipped that at the line of scrimmage or that somebody got their actual finger on it? I don't remember. I, I, I was had, too busy running in to get the celebration shot of Nebraska hoisting Lane McCallum over there. I had never been more stressed out for like a two-yard field goal than than that exact moment. It's just like... <laughs> a two-yard field goal would be hard. <laughs> it was basically a two-yard field goal. Um, and then, so, I mean, Illinois could have gone the other way. You were going to win Northern Illinois. South Alabama maybe could have. Like, there's a world where Nebraska went, like, 2-10 and ten that year. Yeah. Yeah. No. Especially if they are as down, if they look as kind of downtrodden luck-wise as they are this year. But that's the point. Like, they, they just don't win those games. You, you, can, you could go and... I mean, that's the difference between Nebraska and then you look at Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa in this division. They win ugly all the time. All of the time. And yeah, we could boil it down to a few things. Somebody's like, well, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's very obvious. Like, it's, it's, it's penalties. It's turnovers. It's special teams. It's, you know, bad play calling, all the stuff. But that's that goes back to Schaefer's point. It always feels like it's something different every yeah. game. Nebraska could be at least even, maybe even positive sometimes in special teams, and then Adrian Martinez decides to throw four picks. Adrian Martinez could be incredible, has a 400-yard all-purpose game, and Nebraska muffs a punt, right. and they take it back for a touch. You know, like, that's the type of stuff. So there's too many, like, little tiny keyholes for You know it. what's... For it to make sense. You know what's both sad and sort of amazing is that you could pick a different scenario and then we're just given like little index cards that has each game that Nebraska's played in written down on it and you could just line it up it. with it. Because you just said muffed a punt. I immediately went to 2020 Iowa. Right. Adrian played pretty well that day until Matt Sichterman got whipped by the defensive lineman at midfield and he fumble interception. I don't know what it was, but I guess uh, he just dropped it. It was, a but earlier game. in that game, you're basically set up to fully take control and camp Taylor Britt muffs that punt. Like, so that I would lay that index card down for punt, punt return taken back on you. Yeah. Michigan state 2021 nailed it. Let me, let me go back through some of the other games. This could be fun. Uh, blown double digit lead. There's like nine of them, right? Um, you've got, Oh, what? I should get back out my list, my, my, my list that I did a few weeks ago. Of all of the losses and categorize them. Yeah. I, I feel like you, no one would enjoy this exercise, probably in the same way that we would, but uh, it, it would be sort of amazing. Quarterback meltdown game. There's like going to be we, seven of those. This this could be a whole industry. We can make a board game out of it. <laughs> <laughs> match the card with the loss. Yeah, match the loss. Match the loss. Yeah. <laughs> 
the Nebraska version. We'll make a Tennessee one as well and send to Alan Bell as a gift. Somebody, somebody creative out there could definitely put this together in about thirty minutes. If they, if they, if you're bored at work today, uh, I would certainly love to to see the matching game of the Nebraska losses. All right, if you guys have anything on that, we'll take it here. 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln hotline and the Sarder Hammond text line. They are open for you guys during the show. Um, we'll have Big Ten Power Rankings with tears. I we'll, got a theme. We'll have Max. We'll have Keys and Peas. We'll have Sexy Picks, which has a new sponsor. Heck yeah. We're bringing Is them all in. Is that sponsor going to make us sexier? Yes. Yes, they are. It's like Amazing. a quick break. Thoughts from you guys up next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.